So we are here to continue Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 29 of the Uddhava Gita. We are up to uh, text number 6. This is the last of Uddhava's... verses of questions. Uh, So before we get to text 6, let me just read through the translations of the first five so you can remember where we are. Uh, So remember, this is called Bhakti Yoga. The previous uh, chapter would be called Jnana Yoga. So it begins, I'll I'll just start with text 1 and read through without stopping. Uh, Sri Uddhava said, My dear Lord Achyutta, I fear that the method of yoga described by you is very difficult for one who cannot control his mind. Therefore, please explain it to me in simple terms how someone can more easily execute it. For lotus-eyed Lord, generally those yogis who try to steady the mind experience frustration because of their inability to perfect the state of trance. Thus they weary in their attempts to bring the mind under control. Therefore, O Lotus-Eyed Lord of the Universe, swan-like men happily take shelter of your lotus feet, the source of all transcendental ecstasy. But those who take pride in their accomplishments in yoga and karma fail to take shelter of you and are defeated by your illusory energy. My dear infallible Lord, it is not very astonishing that you intimately approach your servants who have taken exclusive shelter of you. After all, during your appearance as Lord Ramchandra, Even while great demigods like Brahma were vying to place the effulgent tips of their helmets upon the cushion where your your lotus feet rested, you displayed special affection for monkeys such as Hanuman because they had taken exclusive shelter of you. This is text 5, the last one. Who then could dare reject you, the very soul, the most dear object of worship, and the supreme Lord of all, you who had given, you who give all possible perfections to the devotees who take shelter of you, who could be so ungrateful, knowing the benefits you bestow, who would reject you and accept something for the sake of material enjoyment? which simply leads to forgetfulness of you. And what lack is there for us who are engaged in the service of the dust of your lotus feet? So that's where we go. He's up to now. And now the last uh, verse of his statement, uh, text number six. First I'll chant, uh, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya so, text 6, <coughs> Sanskrit, 
Naivo payantya pachitim kavayasta vesha Brahma yushapi kritam ridamudhas marantaha Yontar bahistanubritam ashubam vidundvan Acharya chaitya vapusa swagatim vyanakti So the translation is, uh, O my Lord, Transcendental poets and experts in spiritual science could not fully express their indebtedness to you, even if they were endowed with a prolonged lifetime of Brahma. For you appear in two features, externally as the Acharya and internally as the Supersoul, to deliver the embodied living being by directing him how to come to you. Uh, you notice one of the themes here that's in his questions is not just how we come to to the Lord, but how the Lord comes to us also. <laughs> There's a the reciprocal movement which is there. Whereas if you're dealing with impersonal Brahman, impersonal Brahman is quite stationary. <laughs> and has no feelings. <laughs> so here it says here, Naiva upayanti apachitam kavayaha uh, the uh, Kavis, this is Kavi, you know, we have our Kavi Chandra Maharaj and his Kavi, which is a, this translated here as uh, transcendental poets and experts, or in the word for word, learned devotees. Uh, these people are, uh, although Kavi doesn't have the, in itself the idea of being a devotee, uh, so, but transcendental poets and experts in spiritual science, okay, that's that's Covey. Uh, actually, uh, here from the dictionary, uh, the word Covey uh, as 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 a um, adjective, uh, gifted with insight, intelligent, knowing, enlightened, wise. <laughs> As a noun, kavis, masculine, a thinker, intelligent man, man of understanding, leader, a wise seer, a sage, a prophet, a singer, a bard, a poet. Usually poet is the sort of vernacular sort of translation uh, and, and so on. So that, that, that's the idea of Covey. So it has this idea of the uh, uh, learned people and but poets, yeah, transcendental poets and experts, that's, they do that. So these people, uh, they can't express their gratitude. Now, they're good at expressing things, <laughs> and it's beyond their power. Uh, 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 and so they can't do it uh, 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 Brahma Ayusha, Ayusha means lifespan. So even with the lifespan of Lord Brahma, uh, 
And here there's a piece in the Sanskrit for some reason is left out of the translation. Because they describe him as one who the who who is remembered smarantaha remembering this kritam what you you they in the word for word you see magnanimous work yeah magnanimous activities rida mudda their joy increases one reason they can't because every time they think of what Krishna has done, their joy increases. So any any appreciation of gratitude is oh, is overwhelmed by what they're feeling grateful for. Uh, as I said, for some reason it's, it didn't get into the the uh, word for word trend. It's in there in the word for word, but it didn't get into the running translation. Uh, uh, and then. Uh, uh, what they're grateful for, anta bahir, because where you're situated, uh, this kind of uh, what they do, is two places, inside and out, anta bahir, inside and out, as they uh, do it here, expand it, you appear in two features, externally as the Acharya and internally as the Supersoul, uh, because they say that a little later on. Uh, and th- those two appearances, in, when you appear inside and out, of those who are embodied, Tanubrit. Now, there's two words for embodied here. This one, Tanubrit, uh, uh, means one who bears a body. Uh, and the other word later on, vapus, uh, the forms. Another word they use for vapus, body. Uh, but here is tonubrit. Uh, they're, they're a little different word because here's talking about the embodied soul that dragging around the body. <laughs> tonubrit, carry. <them. laughs> you carry all that stuff uh, with you. Uh, 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 so by this form, those who have this form, uh, which is uh, uh, what you do in these uh, your own forms, these inside and out forms, uh, is dissipate their misfortune, ashubam, their bad luck. Shuba is good fortune, so ashubam. Vidunvan, uh, you dissipate this. And then it says, acharya chaitya, the, uh, the teacher, the guru, uh, and the super soul in those forms vapusa by those f- uh, forms of your own and you show your own path in those forms your own way uh, uh, that's that's what you that you acharya chaitya vapusa in those two see that's one compound acharya chaitya vapusa in these two forms of acharya and chaitya you help the people to have this other form, the Tanubrit ones. Because uh, the word vapus as form, we, uh, Prabhupada uses the term vapu and vani. Uh, the the spiritual master teaches in his form as a vapu, his personal form, and vani in his form of words. And 
he stresses there's no difference between Vani and Vapu, ultimately. And, and even the, the Vani is better than the Vapu, uh, he says. But the word Vapu, when you look it up in the dictionary, and you see the way it's used, it's one of these words that the basic meaning is having a beautiful form. It's a sort of uh, the pregnant use of the term, you know, well-formed, embodied, handsome, wonderful. Uh, it says a form, figure, especially a beautiful form or figure. So it's a little, it's a nicer term than Tanu Brit. <laughs> Uh, uh, so, uh, 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 yes, yeah, so, so, so uh, for, for, yeah, the word vapu shows up as in that term. I found it in the Bhagavatam. I just wanted to see if it was used that way in the Bhagavatam when the dictionary said, but there's this compound uh, in 4317 which are listing six good things to have, good qualities. Vidya, tapo, vitta, vapur, vayu, and kula. Uh, uh, Vidya, education, tapa, austerity, vapu, uh, 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 vitta means wealth. Uh, uh, Then then vapu here is translated as beauty. Not just a, you know, vapu. Uh, vaya, youth, and kula, good family. Uh, everything you get if you, you know, up in the Upper Hamptons or something. <laughs> Those are the six things you want. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, so I'll read the, uh, the BBT purport. Uh, uh, so their translation, uh, yeah, oh my lord, transcendental poets and experts in spiritual science could not fully express their indebtedness to you, even if they were endowed with the prolonged lifetimes of Brahma. Lifetime of Brahma, for you appear in two features, externally as the Acharya and internally as a super soul, to deliver the embodied living beings by directing him, that is to say the embodied living being, how to come to you. The purport here, uh, according to Srila Jiva Goswami, and you remember the BBT people that are working on this, they have uh, that same book that Prabhupada used, published by the Gaudiya Mat, which has Bhakti Siddhanta's commentary and then all the commentaries of previous acharyas. Uh, how many commentaries depends, some of them can comment on the whole Bhagavatam, so so that you can pick and choose. And this is the one Prabhupada used also. Yeah. According to Srila Jiva Goswami, so they picked that one, <laughs> Lord Krishna is 10 million times more dear to a devotee than life itself. Uh, and according to Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, so here we go, we'll look at his commentary, even by rendering devotional service for the total duration of 1,000 universal creations, a devotee cannot repay the debt he feels to the Lord for having awarded him loving service to the Lord's lotus feet. So, not just one lifetime, but many. 
The Lord appears within the heart as the super soul and externally both as the spiritual master and as his literary incarnations. <laughs> I put that there about the, thinking of what Prabhupada uses word. The supreme Vedic knowledge of Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. Now, uh, Banu Swami's translation, uh, following the Vishnu Chagavati Thakur's uh, is, O oh my Lord, intelligent persons cannot fully express their indebtedness to you, even if they were endowed with a lifetime of Brahma, because on remembering what you have done for them, their joy increases even more. So he got that in there. Uh, their joy is always appearing externally as guru and internally as paramatma, you reveal the goal of prema to the devotees. Uh, and Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur has a, his purport goes, now the first part is in quotations, quotation marks, uh, what one might think that the Lord is saying, because I give all benedictions to only persons who worship me, such bestowals are not unconditional, rather they are conditional. And he says, that is not so. Whatever worship they perform is actually given by you alone. So even the worship you do, <laughs> you are the supreme unconditional giver of benedictions, People can never repay the debt even by serving you for thousands of Brahma's lifetimes. Those with discrimination, Kavayaha, so this is another idea of the Kavi, the wide person, can never become debtless, Apachitam, in their worship, Apachitim, in their worship, even if they worship you for the lifespan of Brahma because on remembering what you have done, their bliss increases. What have you done? You appear externally as the mantra guru and shiksha guru, so he has those two forms of guru, uh, by whom one receives your mantra and instructions on bhakti, and you appear internally as paramatma, Vidami buddhi yogam tam yenamam upayantite, I give thee intelligence by which the devotees comes to me. That's Bhagavad Gita 10.10. 10. Uh, and that's, that's where the intelligence comes. Uh, if you're practicing properly in devotional service, uh, it comes from outside. Uh, if you're tr thinking, what do I have to do to advance in Krishna consciousness? What should I do next? Uh, you pick up a book, you hear a lecture, and it's what you need to hear. And then somehow internally you get guided to that book mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever, or that person, whatever it may be. So you feel this sense of guidance coming from inside and out, both. And then you realize Krishna is actually doing that move in heaven and earth to, if he needs to. Um, finally, the last sentence of his commentary, inspiring them with intelligence to attain you and making them worship you, 
you reveal to them the goal of becoming an associate with prema. That's what's uh, actually revealed Krishna's uh, association. So this uh, this uh, this persistent presence of guidance. I mean, when you say buddhi, I give the intelligence. Uh, that means not just having brains, but it means having proper discrimination uh, of being able to see what's what what's valuable and what's not valuable, what's fruitful, what's not fruitful. You may may have different options, but somehow you'll know this is what. Uh, and sometimes it's not subtle as like a flashing neon sign. This is the place. <laughs> you have this sense of, well, g- inner guidance. Uh, it is inner guidance, and, and uh, aware of it. Uh, and uh, and uh, if that's what you're supposed to do, sometimes it's not subtle. Uh, it comes inside and out. It's a pattern of coincidence. You hear somebody saying something to something in the next room over, and it's just what you needed to hear, mm-hmm. and so on. This kind of things happen. But anyway, so that's that's uh, Uddhava's uh, statement. Uh, uh, this his his question, appraising uh, uh, bhakti, basically. Uh, uh, as the way to go. Then with text 7, uh, here we get Shukadev Goswami is speaking. Uh, uh, Sri Shuka uh, Uvacha. So you're back at the conversation. Remember that you're get, reading these nested conversations. And here uh, uh, Shukadev is talking to Maharaj Pariksit. Uh, so we're back, uh, back uh, at that narrative, and then, uh, then we'll resume. Resume when it resumes. Then it'll be the reply of of, uh, of Krishna to Uddhava's uh, statement. Uh, so uh, here. Uh, uh, Sukadev uh, uh, says, goes Sri Sukuvacha it yudhavenati anurakta chetasa prishto jagat kri danaka swashakti bihi krihita murti taya ishvareshvaro jagadasaprema manoharasmitaha. Shukadev Goswami said, Thus questioned by the most affectionate Uddhava, Lord Krishna, the supreme controller of all controllers, who takes the entire universe as his plaything and assumes the three forms of Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, began to reply, lovingly displaying his all-attractive smile. <laughs> nice, I mean, this is, this is sort of relevant to, uh, uh, to uh, commenting on this kind of uh, tradition. So, uh, he says here, uh, uh, 
And there's no BBT purport uh, uh, to this at all. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, but the verse is itti, uh, itti thus. In Sanskrit, it's like close quotation marks. Uh, when somebody's speaking, there's an itti, thus. He said that. There's no beginning quotation marks. Sometimes presents a problem, but uh, <laughs> there's a close quotation marks. Uh, thus, uh, uh, was he, he, he prista, uh, Uda, Uda, by Uddhava, the, the, uh, the Lord, who is, and Uddhava is described here, Uda, Uddhavena, by Uddhava, uh, uh, instrumental case, Ati Anurakta Chetasa, whose heart was extremely attached, Anurakta, Ati Anurakta, really, really, uh, you know, uh, Prishta, asked, and next is the description of the Lord. Who did he ask? That one whose plaything is the universe. <laughs> this is, a, a, in Sanskrit, there's a thing called the Bahuvrihi compound. Uh, Bahuvrihi, the word Bahuvrihi means much rice. <laughs> but it's the kind of compound when you see much rice, it doesn't mean much rice, but he who has much rice. Uh, it's a Bahuvrihi. So they take advantage of that a, a lot. So God, Kridanaka, uh, he whose plaything is the universe. <laughs> he, that's who he asked, uh, uh, the Lord. Swashakti Bihi. Uh, 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 here they uh, leave this out here of, in the translation uh, b uh, by his own energies but Grihita he has assumed um, three forms Grihita Murti Traya uh, three forms uh Uh, and he is the Ishvara Ishvara, Ishvara Ishvara, the controller, the Ishvara of the Ishwaras, or the controller, the controller, uh, with these, has these three forms. So that's when they spell out here the three forms are Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. The, the uh, uh, three. Uh, Divisions of creation, maintenance, and destruction. Uh, uh, so here uh, he began to Jagada. He spoke. Uh, Suprema, uh, uh, loving Manahara, uh, attracting the mind, and whose smile is like that. Suprema, his smiled with a. L loving smile that all loving attracting lovingly displayed is all attractive smile that's how they do it <coughs> now, when Banuswami translates this following uh, 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 the Vishwan Chakravarti Thakur's purport which gives a quite different and a quite deep understanding of this Murti Triya the three forms you can see this when they get for these three forms, 
That's what one commentator says. You got to choose, <laughs> you know. Or you can explain what everybody says, and then there's no end of purports. But anyway, Banu Swami translates it this way: Shukadev Goswami said, thus questioned by the most affectionate Uddhava, Krishna, the supreme controller of all controllers, that's that Ishwara Ishwara, who utilizes the universe for his pastimes, basically takes the universe as his playthings, here they utilize the universe as his pastimes, and assumes three forms by his energy, Swashakti Bihi, began to reply, displaying his, displaying his attractive smile, filled with love. Uh, here's a loving smile, which is all attractive. Here is an attractive smile filled with love. So you can always, you know, put these things together. That's the... You, you see in Sanskrit, if just to explain something, see the sa prema manohara smita, how we have it joined together with, with hyphens. So this is a compound. Uh, and in a compound... The, the, there are no endings to indicate what, are, what words go with what, what's an adjective, what's a noun, what's a, you have to figure it out. It saves you a lot of trouble when you're writing, it puts things together, uh, uh, and you can make big long names, you know, uh, with, with them. I, I mean this, uh, yeah, so, Grihita Murta Traya, could be a name for Krishna. There could be a Grihita Murtitraya Das, you know, the servant of one who assumes three forms, you know. But the, but the, but the, but the, 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 whether something is a possessive or an adjective, what goes with what? When you translate it, you got to commit yourself to something. So you can put the word uh, attractive with 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 the smile. Or with the display, or when he, that's 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 why it's different. Uh, they're all okay. Uh, so here, here's uh, the the commentary by Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. His idea there on the th- his understanding of the three forms that he assumes. Here they have. You know the the guna avatars, Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. But here he says the Lord appears in three forms as Antaryami by his internal energy. Because we've been talking about the the Lord inside, as the Jiva by Tatasta Shakti, the marginal potency, and the material body by the external energy. Hmm? So those are the three, internal, marginal, uh, uh, and external, these three potencies. Uh, the internal energy, he, he, the uh, material world is there. I mean, the spiritual world is there, all expanded by the internal energy. But when the Lord comes, it also says he comes in his internal energy. He appears, although he looks like he's in the material world, he's actually in the internal potency. The jiva is tatasta. The word tata, tata, the tongue goes beneath the teeth. Ta, 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 ta. 
Itata. Itata means the bank or the shore of a river, a borderline, tatashta, sitting on the border. <laughs> That's the marginal, the margin, right? Tatashta, 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 tatashta. Shakti, that energy, and then uh, the material body uh, by his... So in ourselves, you know, the jiva, if you just look at what we call ourselves, there's the super-soul, there's the, the jiva, myself, and then there's the... All our three forms given by Krishna or really assumed by Krishna. Then he goes, so the Lord appears in three forms, as antaryami, antaryami specifically mean that which lives inside uh, the super-soul. Of course, there's three forms of super-soul. The super-soul of the whole universe, uh, of all the universes, Mahavishnu. Uh, the, the three Vishnus are three forms of super-soul. Uh, Mahavishnu of, the, uh, uh, of all the universes, uh, Garbhodakshayi Vishnu, uh, and Shirudakshayi Vishnu. They're all they're three forms of super-soul. Uh, the soul for this whole universe and the soul for the individual jivas. Because the super soul in, is in each of our bodies, but it, there's only one. <laughs> the jivas are numerically distinct, but the super soul is somehow there. So figure out the geometry of that <laughs> if you want to. Anyway, so these are these three forms. The Lord uses the world for performing his pastimes. Jagat Kridanaka. That's just where he understands that. By his form as Antaryami, he inspires Uddhava to ask these questions to give bliss to the future devotees of Kali Yuga. So he's thinking of us. Uh, the Lord's pastimes, or playing, are for spreading bhakti ras to the devotee. The Lord assumed three other forms. As Uddhava, okay, here's another three forms. As Uddhava, he asks questions. As Krishna, he gives answers. <laughs> As the devotee Shukadeva and Parikshit, ah, <laughs> limited in a particular time and place, he supplies sweetness in the form of their questions and answers. That's far out. Yeah. That's far out. Because uh, Uddhava and Krishna are eternal associates. When Krishna descended, Uddhava came with him. Uh, so they're... they're they're not limited to a particular time and place. No. Uh, so to those, uh, to Shukadeva and Pariksit who are, he gives uh, sweetness in the form of their questions and answers. Such skill in giving mercy is not possible of anyone else. He is the Lord of all lords. In other words, the other lords can't do it. That's why he's the Ishwara Ishwara. 
he has an attractive smile displaying prema. So that's that very interesting, <laughs> interesting uh, verse. Uh, let me see, we have time, five minutes more. I at least do one more verse. Okay, we'll sp- begin with text eight, which is, at least we go back to shloka meter, easier to read. <laughs> um, uh, so Krishna says here, uh, let me go uh, get my other screen up here. Uh, Krishna says here, uh, so it says, uh, oops, excuse me, Sri Bhagavan Uvacha Antate Kateishyami Mamadarman Sumangalan Yan Shraddayacharan Martyo Mrityum Jayati Durjayam. The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, uh, yes, I shall describe to you the principles of devotion to me by executing which mortal human beings will conquer unconquerable death. This is quite a, a sweet uh, uh, little verse here, actually. Um, and the next, the answer... Uh, Basically, is, a, is a, everything he says is kind of on this uh, mama dharman sumangalam. Uh, my the the uh, this is bhakti, the dharma that is mama mine related to me, and which is sumangala. Mangala means auspicious, so su means most auspicious. Sumanga mama dharman sumangalam. Uh, uh, so he says, Hanta, uh, which is just translated here as yes. Hanta's uh, got a little more uh, to it. Um, uh, uh, by the way, uh, when he says, Hanta te kachayeshyami, is exactly the same beginning of Bhagavad Gita 10.19, where that word Hanta shows up. Uh, 10.19 uh, Krishna is, is the beginning of the Lord's reply to uh, 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 Maharaja I mean to Arjuna's question uh, show me the your, tell me about your opulences and he, and he says translate here, yes, I will tell you of my splendorous manifestations, but only of those which are prominent, O Arjuna, for my opulence is limitless. So this is, Hanta te kateishyami. So, Hanta, yes, uh, means that, but it's very emphatic, yes. For sure, you know, it's like kind of, yeah, re- yeah, as a sort I'm glad you asked that question. <laughs> uh, it's an exclamation, uh, expressive of an exhortation to do anything or asking a question, often translatable, I'm reading from the dictionary definition as, come on, hear, look, see, you know. And then also expresses grief, hanta, hanta, alas, alas, you know, like that. 
or other other kinds of, of things. So this is this hantate kind. Anyway, it's the same same line, uh, pada uh, that you see in the Bhagavad Gita there. Uh, so I, I I shall really yeah uh, explain to you this uh, this dharma which is and then you know mama dharma sumangalam my my very auspicious dharma which executed with faith shradaya. Uh, uh, with faithfully executed. Now you notice in the in, in the here, when they speak it, they leave out a couple of words. I don't know why. I should. They say in the BBT, I shall describe to you the most, the principles of devotional me. Really, it's most auspicious principles of devoted me. Uh, and by executing them, but it says here in the Sanskrit, shradaya, faithful, uh, executing them faithfully then a mortal human being will conquer unconquerable death. But uh, is, 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 uh, uh, marcha mrityum, uh, the two words are the same root, marcha, one who it will die, is subject to death. Mrityum, jayanti, con- conquers death. Marcha mrityum jayanti, and death durjayam, which is, again, jaya is there, uh, Jayanti Durjayam. So you notice this Marcha Mrityum Jayanti Durjayam is kind of nice uh, 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 way it's, it's, it's done here. Uh, there's no, uh, no purport here. Uh, in the, uh, yeah, and very, very little. Oh yeah, interesting thing uh, that 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 uh, that uh, is said here uh, uh, by Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. Uh, yes, I shall describe to you bhakti and jnana. He puts this in here. Easy to perform by executing these because it's in dharman. Mama dharman is is actually plural. My dharmas, sumangalam. So, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur takes this as referring to both bhakti and jnana. They are auspicious because they will be shown to be easy. Uh, so he just makes this remark, and he doesn't. Uh, 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 and I'm not quite. He doesn't explain why it is in plural. Mama Dharman Sumangala. So they're all auspicious. Or the other thing is, if you understand bhakti correctly, it contains jnana within it, rather than uh, something that excludes uh, bhakti. Uh, Because as jnana yoga is practiced by the impersonalist followers of Shankara, uh, bhakti is something that you get rid of when you come to jnana. It's like a preliminary stage, and once you're grown up, you put it aside and become God yourself. You stop worshiping. That's not jnana. Uh, so uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's why I believe that this dharma is is 
well, karma, jnana, and bhakti are three paths, but actually they're they real bhakti really includes both of them karma without fruitive work and jnana without any uh, selfish desire for liberation because it just happens as a side effect of bhakti that's that's what goes on okay so that's where we'll stop Um, uh, and uh See if there's any questions. Uh, so next week, is it going to be? Yes. We'll pick up with uh, uh, text number uh, nine. Uh, Krishna's now discussing the rest of the chapter, Bhakti Yoga. Okay, if you have, um, if you're tuning in on Mayapur TV, you can type in a question on the chat box there. Or if you don't have access to that, you can go to rsdasa.com and there is a chat box there where we can take questions. Um, if you're on the phone, you can press star six and then you can ask a question that way that will unmute yourself. Here's a question from Akendra Prabhu. He asks, uh, where is it described that Krishna appears as Shukadeva Goswami and Maharaj Parikshit, etc.? Could it be said that Krishna appears as each one of us in order to enjoy some kind of rasa? Uh, uh, no, it's, it's not that he appears to enjoy some kind of uh, rasa, but in fact, uh, nothing is different from Krishna. Uh, <laughs> that that's why every 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 jiva in one sense, uh, you know, we have to say the both formulas. Nothing is different from Krishna, yet Krishna is different from everything. So that uh, that uh, uh, I've told this story before. I, my one time I had a chance to ask a question with, with the Prabhupada when when he was saying everything is spirit. And uh, and uh, and I, I said to him, you know, I'm trying to understand the difference. But I'm not your. I'm not this body. Uh, so he said, we're not Maya body. Well, how can I understand? Now you want to say everything is spirit? And he says, we are not Maya bodies. There's different kinds of spirit. So my body is given by Krishna. In one sense. Uh, this whole universe is a form of Krishna. There's nothing but Krishna. One way Prabhupada puts it, there's nothing but Krishna. Yet nothing is Sri Krishna save and except his own primordial personality. This is his, this is his statement uh, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And the, at the very last purport of the Bhagavad Gita, he, it's like a Zen koan. You know, in Zen Buddhists, they try to remember the sound of one hand clapping, which, by the way, is this. <laughs> uh, in case you <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> cheap, cheap shot. <laughs> uh, like a koan. Just, uh, nothing is different from Krishna, yet Krishna is different from everything. Uh, so that's uh, that's just a good way to keep saying it, and then, but it's a darshan. You we see it that way. 
We we see it that way. So uh, so then, but these uh, devotees like Maharaj Prikshit and uh, and uh, Sutta Goswami, they're also working, especially because they're devotees. They're, they're, because they're devotees, they're not only working under Krishna's control, but favorably. Uh, in, a, in a close relationship with Krishna. So the, the, the devotees acting in the world is very different from people who are acting in the world to avoid Krishna. Now, he says in the Bhagavad Gita, I'm situated in everyone's heart, and from me comes remembrance, knowledge, and forgetfulness. That word of forgetfulness, apohanam, which really means pushing away. So if we want to, as Prabhupada puts it, if you want to forget Krishna, he gives you all facility to forget. If you want to remember, he gives you all facility to remember. Whether you want, so we are controlled by Krishna. And we have no option not to be controlled by Krishna. But our freedom is we can choose how we wish to be controlled by Krishna, directly and favorably, indirectly and unfavorably. When, when uh, materialists are under Krishna's control, it's indirect. When people like Maharaj Prikshit, Sukadeva Goswami are under Krishna's control, it's direct. Uh, so there, there, there's, there's a, a, a difference. So that's why especially these devotees are also uh, uh, there as, as Krishna's uh, uh, presence. While we're waiting for the questions to come in, I'll ask a question. Um, in the beginning of the class, you were talking about how it can sometimes be very obvious what the next step would be. Uh, you know, you hear the right thing, you see, you know, Mm -hmm. Those sort of signs can repeat themselves. Um, I've I've personally experienced that, but I've also experienced. And I want to. It's not so much a question, just maybe to get some feedback of this experience of of seeing that there's so many things that you could do to improve, <laughs> <laughs> and where do you start? Is almost you know. The, <laughs> you yeah, know sure. Uh -huh. And it's not even like a like overwhelmed, like, oh, like a low self-esteem sort of thing. It's just like, wow, there's just so many things you could do. Where do you, where do you plug start? in? Yeah, right, you, yeah. yeah. Well, my, my own thing uh, is that the, the, the simplest place to start for, for me is just chanting Hare Krishna, you know, because when you're chanting Hare Krishna, like if you're doing japa, you know, that's when uh, the, the life is reduced to a few simple things. Namely, three. <laughs> uh, you, the holy name, the form of Krishna is the holy name, and your mind. And it's really simple. As soon as you think of other things, it gets a little more complicated. And that part you can work on uh, to, uh, to do that. And by just by, just by there, you're dealing with attention and the... the the purification of attention, clarification of attention, intensification of, uh, of attention. Your mind wanders, you bring it back. And then when the feelings for Krishna start to become manifest, then the, the strength is increased more and more. 
uh, so th- when these things start to uh, start to happen, uh, then everything else, you know, you can deal with b- better. Uh, at least that's that's my. I've never heard this from anybody, but <laughs> at least that's my 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 own uh, experience. You know, if you get if like kirtan is nice, you can get all absorbed. But sometimes somebody's off key. They don't know how to play the drum. They, 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 they you know. They're stepping on you, somebody showing off, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, you had to be to me. You had to be really more advanced <laughs> for kirtan, even though the music is there and there's a rhythm, and it's easy, in some ways it's easier to get into than japa. But <laughs> and other people may be different, you know. I mean, so that's the other thing. You know, those of us who are, you know, fundamentally introverts <laughs> like japa. <laughs> Than the extroverts. <laughs> I had a question. Sure. Well, mm-hmm. Go ahead. So I was just um, lots of times when there is like I don't know either decisions about a temple moving or discrepancies in devotee relationships. One will say, or one will think, well, we'll see what Krishna arranges. And it seems that we never think that the thing that we're going through is Krishna's arrangement. And like, you know, two people might even be arguing like, oh, well, let's see what Krishna arranges. But they're thinking like, my thing's going to work. Or the other one's (laughs) thinking like, you know, well, we'll see what Krishna, you know. (laughs) But why, like, why is it our... um, you know, like our lower mode to think like this final thing is Krishna's arrangement and not the actual like struggle being Krishna's arrangement. Well, sometimes it's not Krishna's arrangement. Okay. Some devotee, I'm trying to remember the incident, particular incident, I can't remember exactly the incident. Some devotee did something really stupid, uh, sold a temple or I forgot what it was that, that he did. And, and well, it must be Krishna's arrangement. And Prabhupada said it wasn't Krishna's arrangement. You stupid <laughs> Maya, you know, it was Maya's arrangement. So you had to be able to have some discrimination between Krishna's arrangement and what's a mistake, you know. Uh, uh, so sometimes, sometimes things that happen are not not Krishna's arrangement, um, and. Sometimes what looks like a mistake is Krishna's arrangement, but you only only realize that five years later, or so, or something like that. Uh, because it seems to me, like, like like well, one thing Prabhupada's coming to the West. Uh, he chastises himself. It took him so long to do that, and he couldn't come earlier, and he was ordered by his spiritual master, and he only could do it in his old age, and. Sort of, sort of like that, but the thing is, he came at the right time. He came, he, he really did. He came at the right time. I mean, when the, when, when the first uh, Bhakti Siddhanta's disciples went to the West in 1933, that was the very same year that Hitler came to power in Germany. You know, I mean, World War II was going to happen. Put every, you know, I mean, <laughs> it was going to be really, really. Uh, really, really tough, and a lot of World War Two was actually fought, you know, around India. We don't think about that part, <laughs> but but uh, that was a, a big, uh, a big, big part of it. The, the, that war in Southeast Asia, 
was uh, part of with the Japanese, but anyway, the whole world was, you know, uh, doing other things, and and uh, and uh, then you know, Prabhupada just came at just the right time, and so it may have been, you know, the missionaries went there. Now, some sometimes, uh, what Krishna does depends upon the surrender of the devotees, and if there are surrendered devotees. He can make arrangements, uh, and uh, you know, Krishna could have canceled World War II also. I mean, he has freedom to act, and if enough devotees had done the right thing at the right time, maybe you know there may have been some other way of dealing with the karma that people had built up. I don't know. This what, you know, but. But anyway, this is this is uh, uh, so. T- so we, when you say it's Krishna's arrangement, Krishna's dealing with jivas with a certain amount of freedom, and, and who want to turn away from Krishna. And, and so, in one sense, to say anything is Krishna's arrangement. Yeah, it requires Krishna's letting it happen. It doesn't mean he wants it to happen. But but you you do have a limited amount of freedom, and uh, and uh, we can't figure out what he's doing. A lot of times it's just beyond our pay grade, as they say, <laughs> the government, you know, that knowledge. But it's uh, we 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 can't we can't we can't know uh, what it is. Uh, uh, so. Uh, so sometimes Krishna does make some people stupid just to have something happen. <laughs> Maybe even a devotee. Well, like, you know, Arjuna was in Maya, it looked like, you know, but still it was there to enable the speaking of the Bhagavad Gita. So that was a... And his being, not wanting to fight the war, was in a sense an effect of his good quality. We're happy to see military leaders who don't like war. <laughs> we love it, <laughs> and but do it anyway when they need to. But <laughs> you know, the ones that are you know gung ho, as they say, <laughs> and looking for a war, we're a little scared of those people. And Kendra Prabhu just clarified that the incident they refer to was when someone put salt in the Charanamrita. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, that's right. They put salt in the Charanamrita instead of sugar. It was Krishna's arrangement. <laughs> 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 that's right. It was actually quite a famous incident, you know. Maybe it was Krishna's arrangement to show us that it's not... <laughs> <laughs> well, it means if you take it to t- not take responsibility for your actions, mm-hmm. for being careless, and, and so on, we, we can't say that. Well, you know, you can get something, you can get a good result out of a bad thing. Not everybody knows to be careful. <laughs> you may join Amrita, <laughs> but you know there may be some people that are just not not alert enough to note the difference between sugar and salt. Mm-hmm. 
because they're both white grains, but they, they are different <laughs> if you look at them carefully, if you're thinking about what you're doing. I mean, with deity worship, you really do have to pay attention to details quite, and it's not maya to do that, because you're serving Krishna. Anything else? Okay, so our next class is next month, the 4th of December. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll get together again and we'll uh, see what Krishna is continuing uh, discussion with Uddhava. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada, Ki Jai, Srimad Bhagavatam, Ki Jai.